blessed, which was given to me uh, by God through the Holy Spirit um, to share and discuss things pertaining to life, um, our spirituality, the culture, and just talk about what life shares with us or brings us and how we need to move beyond the mundane with things that um, pertain to our lives, pertain to our spiritual walk and, and just life in general. Move beyond the mundane. You know, what is the mundane? Mundane is anything that in this original is anything that's that's considered earthly or uh, ordinary, um, something like that. We would use a synonym of something that's plain, run, run of the mill routine. Um, we want to go beyond that. Um, and we want to talk about how we get to beyond the mundane. Basically, you know, when we look at this and I thank God for uh, giving me this this vision and opening this door. Shout out to my man, Trevor Stevens, the master chief. Uh, just thanking God for uh, this door being opened and, and this opportunity to share uh, my thoughts and, and, and the inspirations given to me by the Holy Spirit concerning everything from relationships to child raising um, to life in the church to life on the job as believers whatever however the holy spirit blesses us and gives it to us we're gonna chop it up and i say we i'm talking about my brother pastor timothy Kauser, pastor timothy kuzar pastor tim uh, because he's my brother i can call him that um, and he's not on with me tonight because this is an introductory podcast. This is an introductory session into the pod to give you insight into what we'll be doing and what we'll be discussing. Uh, the mission, the mission is engage, enlighten and enlist the culture. Engage. We want to talk about it. Uh, we'll share ways that you can reach out to us. And even if you're not live on the on the pod with us, maybe we will bring you on because we will have guests on the pod. But even if you're not on with us, if you uh, reach out once we get to a point and once I'm at a place where I just share, decide sharing information that you can inbox me um, and we'll read your questions or your insights um, into whatever we discuss. We'll deal with what you've shared. And if you're listening and you keep following and you, you know, you come back, we'll have a dialogue. We'll have a conversation and, and maybe one day. Um, you'll be able to be on the pod with us, you know, and we bless God for this vision. And again, for this, this great blessing to engage, enlist and enlighten the culture. You know, I was reading in the gospel of John, Jesus's interaction with the woman at the well of Samaria. And I, I, I you know, the Holy Spirit blessed me and allowed me. And, and, you know, sometimes, you know, whatever God gives me, it blows my mind. You know, somebody may have gotten this. And it may not have been that big of a deal to them, but when God showed it to me, it, it blessed me so amazingly because as believers, we've been given the great commission to go out and make disciples. And to me, you know, Jesus, Jesus models everything for us that we're supposed to do and, and how we're supposed to go about uh, not only our lives, but how we are to go about advancing the kingdom. He set he set some 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 principles for us in the word, but he also gave us examples. You know, he gave us an example. He showed he modeled this thing for us. And so when I look at Jesus's interaction with the woman 
at the well of Samaria, the first thing he did was he engaged. He initiated the conversation with her. You know, he engaged her, you know, and and, and sometimes if you're like me, you know, I'm a little reserved. I'm not always going to be the one that makes the first conversational move, if you will. Um, but but I'm praying that God will, will, will continue to coax me out of that. You know, some people are gifted to just be conversation starters, just be those people that spark up a conversation. You know, I've always been one of those cats that's just been um, to myself, which is strange because I'm a pastor and I'm a Christian. And, you know, you like, well, yeah, Christians can be reserved and, you know, Christians can be laid back. Yes, we, we can be and we should be in a lot of instances. But we also have to know that, you know, as children of the most high, you know, we are commissioned to advance the kingdom of God. So therefore, you know, we have to be able to start conversations. We have to be able to be led by the Holy Ghost to spark conversations. And so I, I, I watched Jesus and how he 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 engaged this conversation with this lady. And and Jesus was strategic in his in, in his uh, always strategic and always intentional. But he was just it was just awesome how he engaged her and, and what he began to talk to her about simply giving him water to drink. And, 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 and then as the conversation continued, he he then began to enlighten her and, and, and share with her, you know, who she really was talking to. You know, at one point he says, if you knew who you were talking to, you would ask me for a drink of water. And, and, and so in that in, in enlightening her. He not only shared with her that he um, would give her or bless her uh, with this living water where she would never thirst again, um, speaking about salvation and eternal life. But then he began to deal with her situation. You know, a lot of times when we are looking at life and looking at things, we don't really want to deal with the situation. You know, we we're we're real good at moving around the situation, maneuvering or sometimes just sweeping things under the rug and just moving along and getting on with our business of whatever it is, you know, and, and, and when we do that, we don't address some things that need to be addressed in order for there to be enlightenment, to see the need for reconciliation, you know, and, and that's the beautiful thing. When Jesus began to uh, further the conversation, he asked her about her husband, which spoke to her condition, you know, and and, and in dealing with that situation she, because of the compassion, you know, the, the beautiful thing in watching the conversation and the interaction, the Holy Spirit brings the word because the word of God is alive and active. That's that's what the word of God teaches. That's what the word says. That's what the Bible says about the word of God. It's a it's alive and active. And so it's, it's the living word. It's, it's able to give life and sustain life. And the Holy Spirit is the is the is the is the third person of the Trinity that 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 fills us and abides in us and empowers us. And so for me, the Holy Spirit just kind of making this thing a movie in my mind. And I'm watching Jesus. And, 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 and because the word is alive, I feel the compassion in the conversation. You know, I feel the compassion in the conversation. As Jesus speaks to her about her condition and she is compelled to tell the truth, you know, when, when we approach people the right way with love and compassion and empathy, they're more likely 
to talk to us and open up and warm up. And so Jesus, he, he spoke to her and he shared with her. And, and as he was sharing with her and asked her about her current relationship situation, you know, a lot of times you deal with people about relationships and when they got some sketchy stuff going on, they get defensive or evasive or both. And they start pulling those evasive maneuvers and and those defensive tactics and start trying to avoid, you know, what it is that's being presented. And so uh, but she told Jesus the truth, you know, that that's the awesome thing. You know, it, it it's amazing how God knows everything. He's he's omniscient. He's all knowing. He knows anyway. But it's so much better not to try to keep things from God. Just tell God the truth. Just just confess. Just 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 let it go. Just give it to God and tell him the truth about the situation. And when you tell God the truth about the situation and you understand that only God can help you in your situation and, and, and he's willing and able to help you in your situation, deal with your circumstance or whatever you're dealing with. He 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 he's 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 full of love and, 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 and full of compassion for us. And, and, and so we bless God. He even says that I've loved you with an everlasting love. And so Jesus is talking to this woman and I can feel the compassion uh, in the text. And when she confesses a situation about her husband, Jesus said, you, you've told the truth. You've spoken correctly, you know, and he dealt with that situation. And then, you know, the, the amazing thing is, is as the conversation shifts, she begins to try to talk to Jesus about worship. <laughs> and, and it blows my mind that as she begins to talk to Jesus about worship um, and talking to Jesus about, you know, she was a, a Samaritan and Jews didn't have anything, anything really to do. Uh, Jews didn't have much to do with Samaritans and and because she was a Samaritan and and Jesus had stopped there at the well and his disciples had gone on to get him something to eat and she starts talking to Jesus actually forgive me um, she starts to speak to Jesus about this this about the situation or about religion or about worship uh, prior to uh, Jesus asking her about her husband you know and so uh, as we began to look at it, um, it was amazing. And, and, and we give God glory. Uh, I'm going back in the text because I don't want to, I don't want to get this out of order because, you know, this is important that we make sure that we share this, uh, in the appropriate manner. And, and so, you know, it, it's a blessing, um, that we look at this and, we see the text and see that again, Jesus is speaking to her concerning the water and, and concerning if she knew who she was sitting with, that, that, that who she was conversing with Jesus, she would ask Jesus for water. And, and, and Jesus began to tell her uh, in John 4 and 14, but whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst, but the water that I shall give him will become in a fountain in him a fountain of water springing up to everlasting. And so she asked Jesus for some of this water. And so what Jesus did again in dealing with the situation, Jesus told her who he is and he told her uh, again what he had to offer. Again, the conversation is, is moving forward. And then, then it takes a, a beautiful turn when we start talking about enlightenment, you know, 
and the Bible says and speaks of Jesus being the light of the world. And and in the first chapter of John, the word talks about Jesus uh, being the light of God. And he gave light to men and and gave them the the privilege or the power or uh, the opportunity to become sons of God. Whoever believed on him, light speaks to illumination, light speaks to um, awareness, you know, and so when when the conversation moves forward and she's asking Jesus for this water, you know, in verse 15 of John four, Jesus said, go call your husband to come here. And so before the conversion, before she could be converted, she had to deal with her sin. You know, before she could be converted, she had to deal with her sin. She had to talk about that thing. She had to confess it to God. And that's where it comes in, where this enlightenment brings us to a point of confession. Uh, this enlightenment, a conversation in, in showing us or allowing us to discuss whatever it is going that's going on. Uh, when we discuss issues that are happening, there has to be a level of accountability in the hearer, you know. And, and so when the hearer is convicted and accountability begins to be, you know, the person owns up. That's when, when conversion can take place. Because when we start looking at what's going on in the world, what's going on in our communities, what's happening out here, you know, things that are happening in the church from the top to the bottom, when we look at it and talk about it, when we begin to own up and confess those things, that we need to confess to the Lord and own up, take ownership and, and repent. Now, don't just take ownership of it and be like, yeah, I did it, but but repent. Because when Jesus spoke to her about her husband and she had to tell Jesus that, you know, well, you know, I don't have a husband and the man that I'm with is not my husband right now. And, and Jesus, you know, he spoke to her and dealt with that situation. And then again, she began to try to switch the conversation. Remember, we talked about those evasive maneuvers, right? Those evasive maneuvers, because she even though Jesus, when Jesus called her about it and began to talk to her about it and deal with her about the situation, she still tried to evade. She still tried to move and she starts talking about, you know, worship and places to worship as a Samaritan that they, you know, believe that they should worship there in Samaria and, and, and that the Jews, you know, believe that worship occurred in the temple in Jerusalem. And Jesus began, to, Jesus continued to share the truth with her. He con continued to share the truth with her about worship. Enlightenment deals with being able to receive the truth. That, that once, as light begins to shine in our situation, as the light begins to shine in our situation, on our situation, dealing with our condition, and the more we try to evade, the more the light pervades. <laughs> the more we try to evade, the more we try to scurry out of the light, the more the light shines brightly. That's the point of, en that's the point of enlightenment, right? That's the point of, of enlightenment and bringing things to the table and talking about them. And we start talking about going beyond the mundane. It's not just about laying blame and, and, and pointing out issues, but it's, it's about how did we get here? What happened? What can we do better? How can we, how can we, how, how are we, we know we're supposed to turn to God. And in turning to God, 
what are we bringing to God concerning ourselves? Because the Bible says that, you know, if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. So there are things that we know that we're dealing with that we have to own up to and, and deal with. So anyway, anyway, moving forward, as we talk about the model for the pod and the model for uh, the beyond the mundane mission and how we deal with things, the last E was to enlist. So after Jesus finished speaking to this woman, talked to her and just dropped the dropped the mic on her with telling her, well, you know, you know, you're talking about worship, but you don't really know what you're talking about. He said, but he said, but there's a day that's coming when when you won't worship the God, you won't worship God here and the Jews won't worship God in Jerusalem. But wherever we worship God, we must worship God in spirit and in truth, because Jesus said, my father is spirit. And so Jesus was sharing with her that, you know, you're you're talking about religion and I'm trying to share with you and, and teach you about relationship. I'm sharing enlighten, enlightenment with you concerning relationship. I'm not talking about religion. I'm talking about relationship. And so when when she finally got that and she she the conversation, the, the weight of the conversation had settled on her, she ran back to town. Now, remember, she was out there in the heat of the day by herself, drawing water from the well because of her situation. And because, you know, I you know, just only surmising that being in that place and in that position, sometimes when we have things going on and, and things aren't right, we try to avoid and, 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 and stay out of the spotlight and not draw attention to ourselves. At least that's how it used to be. Now cats are crazy. They just bold in they in they wrong. They just bold. They just flat out blatant in how they go out here and do whatever it is they're doing. And 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 you know, there's no there doesn't seem to be a level of shame to anything anymore. It's just like, OK, you know, I'm going for broke and, and that's what it is. So we look at it. And so she went back to town and she began to tell everybody about this man she met that told her everything about her, even though he didn't know her. Now we're talking about enlisting. When the enlightenment occurred, when she understood that she needed to deal with her situation and, and confess her situation because she told Jesus the truth about her situation. Then she tried to deal with 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 religion and Jesus was like, no, no, no. We're going to talk about relationship. And, and in order for true worship to occur, we have to talk about being in a right relationship with God. So the, the final stage of this enlightenment hit. The, the truth hit. And, and so when the truth hit, you know, I, you know, the truth hit and, and it clicked for her and 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 she went back. Now she's enlisted. She's been enlisted in spreading the truth. She's been enlisted in going and witnessing about Jesus. And, and so when the, the goal of the pod is to engage these issues. To, to bring enlightenment from a biblical, spiritual perspective. And then prayerfully, you, you, after hearing and, and talking, there is enlightenment and then enlistment that we won't allow things to continue to, to we won't allow the, the lie of, of, the, of, the, of, the, of the prevailing culture to continue to just be right here in front of us and nobody wants to deal with the truth.
You know, again, the master chief. When you hear me talk about the master chief, that's Trevor Stevens. I talked to the master chief and we were talking and, and, and we'll we'll get deal with this in the pod a little bit later. But the master chief dropped some knowledge on me concerning um, the uh, Black Lives Matter movement. And, and, and I think the girl, the lady's name is Patrice Collins or whatever. Um, we're going to talk about that and deal with that. Um, you know, enlightenment requires there to be a level of 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 self um self-awareness and, and introspection um we have to have introspection when we deal with enlightenment uh, because jesus is the light of the world and in him there's no darkness so if i'm going to be a son of god and, and i'm walking in the light jesus said if there's any if there's any if there's any darkness in my eye then my whole body is is in darkness. But if if my eye is singular, if I'm singular, if I'm focused on God and I've brought I've come to this place where I'm not trying to keep anything from God, I've laid my soul bare to him and I want to walk in this right relationship with him. And I'm looking to God for direction, for his for him, for his sustaining power, for his love. Um, just for 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 illumination from the Holy Ghost and, and, and everything that that we um, we share, then as we go through and we look at it and, and we're blessed, um, we walk in this point where the enlightenment comes and then we're enlisted to walk and share the, the truth of the matter, you know, um, Truth is relative, but the truth is the truth. And there's no changing that. Um, I heard Fred Hammond talk about something. Well, you know what? I ain't going to I'm not going to quote that because it, it was nothing bad. It was nothing bad. It was actually a revelation that he shared that blessed me when he was talking about facts and the truth. Um, you know, um, it is beautiful. He was saying facts can be facts, but facts cannot be the truth. Um, speaking about facts concerning us as believers, we've been in the pandemic. But the truth is, is that Jesus is, is our sustainer. He's our keeper. He's the one who's who's carried us all this way. And even for brothers and sisters that got called on to glory, uh, they've 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 transitioned into their eternal their, their eternity with Christ. So, so, so it was a win-win. And, and so we'll talk about that later. So what do you want to get to? What I want to get to tonight is talking about the first, uh, first few episodes of the pod. Um, we've talked about what, uh, mundane means and how we're going to go beyond the mundane. Uh, we've talked about the, the mission of the pod to engage, enlighten and enlist the culture. Um, and so now just just going to share a couple of things, a couple of highlights, and then we're going to move out of the way uh, for this first this first episode and kind of just let this marinate for a minute. Um, something near and dear to me, uh, I was um, listening to uh, I've 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 truth be told, I vacillated back and forth about Lecrae. Um, I've been I, I was uh, I got turned on to Lecrae years and years ago. Um, funny thing is, I remember the, locally here in South Carolina, um, the capital city, Columbia, there was a mall that's no longer 
uh, open called Columbia Mall. And upstairs on the second level of Columbia Mall, there's a small Christian bookstore uh, called Family. I think it was a Family Christian Bookstore. I can't remember um, the name of it, but it was in there and it was in the Family Family Christian Stores. That's what it was. And I think that's now gone out of business. Family Christian Stores. And I was in there and that's when 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 God turned me on to Christian hip hop. Right. So what's crazy is I um, have never really been a quartet music fan. Like I a connoisseur or a fan or purveyor. No shade at all on quartet music. I just. I just couldn't. I, it's not my taste. You know, I'm not saying anything. I'm not saying it's bad music. I'm not saying anything about it other than that's not what that's not my taste. You talking about a dude um, that got introduced to hip hop with with those cats at the beginning uh, coming, you know, dealing with uh, Run DMC, LL Cool J, Grandmaster F Flash and the Furious Five, Sugar Hill Gang, you know, um, catching a little bit of Africa Bambada along the way. So so hip hop is really what I grew up on hip. Well, before hip hop, it was um, funk like Parliament Funkadelic, Bootsy, Bootsy Collins. Shout out to my brother, Stefan uh, Bootsy Collins, um, them cats. And then you deal with, you know, I'm, you know, dating myself. I'm like 50, 52 years old, about to be 53 years old. But my brother uh, is a music connoisseur too. And so my brother, Stefan, you know, uh, this is when we still had cassette tapes. So my brother, when he would come home, he was in the Navy and he got stationed down in Beaufort, South Carolina. He would come home on the weekends. Dude had a little red Centrum. It was a little box joint that had the little, he had the little honeycomb chrome rims on a sweet little car. And um, he had a double-sided briefcase cassette holder, right? And so this dude had all kind of music in there. And, and so um, again, hooked me up and, and got me hip to like, Parliament Funkadelic, uh, Bootsy, you know, um, George Clinton. Uh, and so we, you know, then you start talking about different kind of music, like the Daz band and all kind of stuff. Then you come up and you start dealing with Prince, but really like you, you know, you look at. So when, when, when I received Jesus as my Lord and savior and conversion came, you know, I knew like I'm not one of those people and I'm not knocking any of those people. You know, I, 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 I know what I need. I know what I, what my, what my heart desires. I'm not saying that no one else's heart desires this, but I can't listen to what I used to listen to before I became saved. Like red man, method man, like, you know, um, Wu-Tang, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't a Nas fan, even though Ether was like, Ether was what, um, Jay-Z, um, you know, man, Busta Rhymes, Tribe Called Quest, Talib Kweli, you know, just, just running down the Rolodex, them dudes back then, um, even going back to 88, you dealing with 
public enemy. You're dealing with cats like that. You're dealing with them dudes on the West Coast, Ice Cube. Uh, when they first the first got started with NWA, Ice-T, you know, uh, J-Rue, the damager. I'm talking about some cats that everybody don't know about right now. Buckshot, you know, different dudes like that. Uh, Mob Deep, <laughs> you know, um, them dudes, man. So listening to that. So when I became saved and I really wanted to grow in my walk with Christ and um, it's, it's funny. Um, I was um, in church teaching Sunday school, faithfully in church. Um, my wife grew up in church and, and, and we met in high school, got married and she grew up in church and she was a church girl. I was a church boy and we grew up and and, and so we got married. And, and so as I begin... When you're when you're when you're a believer and the beautiful thing about being a believer and 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 and, and having the Holy Spirit of God in you to indwelling you is that when you when you really start digging into the word of God and God begins, you, you engage the word of God. Right. You engage the word of God. And then that enlightenment starts to take place for me. I couldn't continue to listen to Red Man, you know, um, I think he, you know, Red Man had a, had a, had a, um, I think he had a CD called Muddy Waters, um, you know, uh, he, he, you know, he's the funk doc, you know, and I was listening to Red Man and, and, and Meth and then Method Man and Red Man came out uh, with a, um, with the CD together. But anyway, the point being, oh, and I can't forget about Outkast, Goody Mob, you know, the whole Dungeon family crew, uh, Ludacris, all them cats, right? So, you know, I'm growing in my walk with Christ and I'm sitting in church on Sundays and I'm being convicted because I'm hearing the word of God. I'm studying the word of God. I'm teaching the word of God. And then Sunday afternoon, we always grew up and this is amazing. Like when you talk about culture, right? So the culture in my family, the prevailing teaching in my family when you Sunday is Sunday was considered holy you know keep the set remember the Sabbath and keep it holy right so you couldn't work on Sundays like you weren't going to like go out and do yard work on Sundays you weren't going to you know we could play basketball and we could do things but like just manual labor stuff and you weren't listening to R&B music or or hip-hop music you weren't listening to that on Sunday Right. You weren't going to listen to that on Sunday. Sunday was the Lord's day and, and you were going to keep it holy. You weren't going to listen to all that stuff. Right. So that's in my mom and pop's house. So when I get out, grow up, get married and we out there um, and I'm listening to, you know, to, to these dudes and they're pouring into me. Right. They're pouring into me. Anybody that tells you that you can listen to all this stuff and it does not impact you on a level that's not true like it there are seeds that are sown there are things that are planted and you may be able to deal with them i don't know how but they're planted they're there right but for me i couldn't stay there right i couldn't stay in that place of you know riding down you know riding down the road on monday morning after hearing a great word on sunday after spending great family time together with my mom my pop and nieces and nephews brothers and sisters like just you know uh and my wife of course and, and just 
you know, wake up the next day and continue to go and, and listen to these cats, man. And just like Eric being Rakim too, like Rakim, everybody talk about the greatest MC for, for real. Just a quick aside, Rakim, KRS-One, they're my top two. Like you talking about lyricists, MCs, top two, right? Forget it. Um, my Melody by Rakim, the hip hop line that sticks with me forever when you start talking about a song and you start talking about my melody the song by Rakim and Eric B and Rakim and um the, on the on the CD Eric B for president this dude says I'll take seven MCs and put them in a line he says I'll take seven more brothers that think they can rhyme he said but it'll take seven more before I go for mine now that's 21 MCs ate up at the same time this cat had a line on the song called mahogany where he was talking about rapping at a show and, and how before he was finished, the mic, the speakers were blown and the mic was sore. Like Rakim, man, that, that dude's different level. So anyway, I'm coming back now. I'm bringing it back. I'm bringing it back. So um, I couldn't keep doing it. I couldn't keep doing it. I couldn't. I felt I felt my heart divide. I felt like my heart was divided. I felt like uh, on one hand, I'm wanting to draw closer to God and and, and, and I want that 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 holiness i'm seeking after that holiness but then on the other hand it's like um i have you know god starts clearing the water and i pull more red dye in there throughout the week and then i'm coming back on sunday and, and so my walk with god is a daily walk it's not a it's not a weekly walk it's not a it's not a monthly walk it's not a yearly walk and part of my growth was i needed i wanted god to change my taste in music so God bless me and God, you know, I'm sitting out there and, and, and I praise God for Fred Hammond, like, you know, Fred Hammond, man, Fred Hammond, like his music is in, incredible. It's, it's, it's wonderful. And, and Fred Hammond has always been like from the time I heard him until now, one of my favorite um, gospel artists, um, we bless God, though. God is just I, I've always had a uh, what's that? What's the word when you talk about uh, man? Mm -mm 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 -mm. my taste in music has always been expansive so i don't just listen to um music that you would assign um the african-american culture like crowder i'm a big fan of crowder like casting crowns big daddy weave before uh the brother from big daddy weave passed away but yeah so 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 the eclectic that's the word so my taste in music is eclectic anyway coming back so God blessed me and allowed me to be he, he he shifted this thing. Right. I needed some 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 I needed some boom bap in my life. Um, I needed that boom bap. That's what KRS talks about. when He talks about hip hop It's that boom bap. If you listen to the bass, it's that boom bap. And so I needed that boom bap. And so 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 God blessed me and I ran across cross movement. Then in, in listening to cross movement cross movement excuse me lecrae was initially signed to cross movement before he formed formed reach records and so i was listening to this dude so anyway um been been listening to lecrae for a long time and, and so and this is something that, that i'm definitely going to discuss on the pod concerning certain things and extending grace um when we start talking about artists and music and different things um i i, I had to learn to extend some grace from my stance and not being so rigid concerning where I was and where 
someone else is and how they're expressing themselves. It doesn't mean I have to consume it, but it doesn't also doesn't mean I have to condemn it if it's not something that's leading people astray. So I can I can honestly say um, that um, we bless God and, and give him glory that Lecrae and 1K Few did this song, did this album called um, No Church in a While. And so there was this excerpt on this track of this young lady talking and she was talking about being a Christian and and the pressure of being in church every Sunday. But now she didn't feel that pressure of having to be in church every Sunday. And I, I listen to that and it blows my mind. And, 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 and I hear people talking about church and I read stuff on Twitter and I see different things happening within the, the biblical community, the, the biblical spiritual community of church the biblical spiritual community of church and I hear and see and read all these things and even experiencing church firsthand being a pastor um, experiencing church firsthand and understanding how things can occur in church and how hurts can happen wounds can happen and hurt um, happens and healing doesn't occur for whatever reason and how you know people consume church and and, and just so 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 the first you know, three episodes of the pod, we're going to talk about the reality of church. We're going to talk about the reality of church. My brother, uh, Pastor Tim, is going to be on with me the next time on the next episode as we talk about the reality of church. I'm going to discuss this topic with my brother, my brother from my mother, Bishop Alfred Jackson, uh, but also uh, my brother in Christ, you know, uh, a mentor, a, a leader, extraordinaire, a man of God that, wow, like, man, a modern day apostle, real talk. Um, and I'm not just saying that because he's my brother. The proof is in the pudding. Um, the, poop, the proof is in the pudding. Um, and a good friend of ours, Dr. Rodney Adams. Um, along the way, we're going to talk to a bunch of different friends of mine that are pastors, but we also um, reaching out to a very special guest um, that prayerfully this sister will make uh, many appearances on the pod, uh, Sister Nakia Bird. Nakia Bird. Um, Nakia is a um, clinical counselor. She's a believer, and I bless God for her and for her work uh, in the church and for her desire to, for the church to understand that the need for counseling, sometimes there's a need for mental health counseling within the church. And we don't, um, we're not readily willing to accept that there is this need, right? And so we want to talk to Narkia, get her perspective on some things. We'll be talking about church hurt. You know, that's part of the reality of church. Um, my good friend, Pastor Charles Wesley, that I've known for uh, a long time, he first talked to me on a, on, a on a level about church hurt. And we discussed some things way back, man, like I've been on Pastor Wesley for a minute. So so we're going to go back and we're going to talk about some things. We're going to talk about 
uh, license versus liberty, right? We're, we're going to talk about a lot of different things on the pod. And again, the goal is to engage, enlighten and enlist so that we can go beyond the mundane. I'm out. I bless God for your grace and peace to to God, to you from God, the most high, his son, um, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Again, this is Corey Jackson. We're going beyond the mundane uh, on the mundane, beyond the mundane mission podcast. And we'll catch you next time. Grace and peace.